Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Digital Masters Podcast. Today we have on Kelly. She is the Director of Marketing at Summit CPA Group. And we're gonna be talking about some of the barriers that she sees with other CPA firms growing their business and what the secret of their success has been. So let's get into it. Hey Kelly, thanks for being on the show today. Hi Steven, thanks for having me. Yeah, long time no talk, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you run marketing for, you know, I don't know, I don't know how big you are compared to everybody else out there, but I know you guys are one of the juggernauts in the in the industry in terms of offering accounting, CPA, virtual CFO services, and so I wanted to get your perspective to help other, um, you know, accountants and CFOs and virtual CFOs on how to best market their business. So I wanted to have you on the show to talk about that. Um, so I just said it, you work with a lot of CPAs. You guys have a, a virtual CFO course that you guys have launched. I, I, I was gonna say recently, but it's been out for a while now. Yeah, and so, yeah, so on a, on a monthly basis, and I know you also talk with people in your channel, you are helping them with their marketing. So in, in the, across all the companies that you've been dealing with, what have you found is their biggest barrier to market themselves, to grow? Yeah, I think, um, so So we are a $9 million firm. We'll hit $9 million this year. Um, we grew from 5 million to 9 million over the last, or excuse me, about 4 million to 9 million over the last three years since I've been there. Um, so it's fast growing and we provide virtual CFO services. Um, we offer, we have a, a community, a Slack community for accountants. And um, so you're familiar with that. Um, in that, I have a marketing channel and I run a monthly marketing meeting just for people who want to, firm owners, accountants who want to talk about how to market their firm and just learn from each other, um, get tips and advice from uh, me, other uh, guests that come in. And um, so I, we talk a lot about, uh, we talk a lot about marketing and I think that a few things uh, hold them back. Um, one, I would say perfectionism that uh, they want to, I think that a lot of times we picture like these great marketers, like, um, you know, Gary V, uh, Amy Porterfield, you know, name, name a marketing person that you see and you think like, if I put my content out there, or if I put something out there, it has to be like that level. Right. And, um, so I don't know if that's perfectionism, fear of failure, fear of, uh, you know, not being, um, uh, you know, not being that person, not being, uh, that great out of the gate um but a lot of things like that i mean it, i see that all the time where um they just can't get out of the 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 kind of almost analysis paralysis stage of like thinking through all of the things that they could be doing should i be doing twitter should i be doing linkedin should i be doing video should i be doing um webinars should i have uh you know should i be writing articles should i <laughs> all of these things and they just can't get past um the the idea stage yeah yeah, and and, and 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 what I have noticed is that the people have that have broken through, they all reference this one thing and that, that they just started doing. Like I know Octavia, we had she was on my podcast, she's in your group. I haven't seen her on the meetings recently, but she says the same thing. She's like, Yeah, I just I just started to create the videos. And she didn't know what she was doing. She yeah. um you know, they weren't the, the level of quality that she wanted, but she just started to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it and then one other thing that's interesting about that is that other people in the group have have aspired to be like Octavia. Um, 
but then they get stuck because they see what she's doing now and it's all polished and perfect. Right. And, and then they, they don't release their videos because they're seeing somebody else that's perfect, but wasn't perfect at one point. Yeah. I can't do that. Cause I don't have this, you know, this background like Octavia right. has, right. She has this like really cool background or I can't do that because I'm, I, I hear a lot, like I'm not a marketer, right. That's it. I'm not a marketer. Yeah. But we all, you know, you, you're, you can put yourself in that that position, put those shoes on, put your marketing hat on and do those things without being a marketer. Um, you know, I think that, you know, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome exactly, but it's, it's something where it's like, I'm not that person. I'm, uh, you know, a lot of accountants are afraid of getting in front of video. Um, I think it's gotten better over the last year and a half since we've all had yeah. to just, you know, deal with being on video. But, um, you know, that's a big piece. Like I can't do those videos like Octavia. I don't do video like that, you know? Um, and they just, they just can't, you know, they can't force themselves to, to put their one foot in front of another and just start doing it. Um, we, in our marketing meetup last week, um, I brought out one of my, one of my favorite quotes from Sheryl Sandberg, um, who said, done is better than perfect. And that is what I'm, my new motto in working with the accountants is <laughs> done is better than perfect. Like, yes, your content should be good, but if you're not putting anything out there, then you're not, you're not going to make any progress. If you start putting content out there and you start seeing, uh, I think, you know, big things, when you start putting things out there, you see what people react to, you see what's working, what doesn't work, and you can make improvements as you go. You can learn from your mistakes um, and you can learn from what you're doing well. Also, you may surprise yourself. Maybe you're better at marketing than you think you are. Um, you know, really it comes down to understanding your audience and who who your ideal customer is and if you or your ideal client and if you know what they need to learn or what they need to hear and you're delivering that message on whatever platform it is in whatever format it is um, then you you really can reach those people it's just getting over the fear of starting of getting yeah yeah it was interesting because um like in terms of the overwhelm what we were what we were observing in that in that meeting was we were talking a lot about all the different technologies and all the different features and the price points of all these different tools. When in reality, what somebody really needs to be able to do is just create a very basic landing page. And can you get, can you get somebody to go to that page and then book a call with you or download like some sort of resource? And then once right. you can do that, then worry about all the other expensive tools because just to get started, you can get a website up and running for a few hundred bucks and uh, just, you can have a Calendly book invite thing, or you can create a simple checklist and then you're off and running. And then once you get that up and going, then create a little bit of content on LinkedIn, pointing people to your site um, with, with the resources. And then the other point you made that I thought was interesting too, is that it's when you talk to your customers or talk to the to people that you want to work for, that you really get some of those interesting insights, right? Because that was an interesting insight that I learned last week was just like I was observing that everyone was getting so caught up in all these expensive technologies and they were really getting overwhelmed and stuck by that. Yeah. And that, yeah, I that, love that you, it, you brought that out because really that is a big part of it is just, uh, it's that analysis paralysis. Should I use this? Uh, should I use this product or should I use this product with this product is, you know, and, and they look at what we do a lot of times and say, well, summit's using this 
this, uh, you know, whatever software program. Um, so we should be using that. And, and I've started to say now, don't worry about what we use or what we do. I'll tell you what we use and what we do, but that doesn't mean that that's what you need to be doing. We're a $9 million firm. A lot of the ones that, a lot of the firms that we're working with are well under a million, right? So they're not going to have the budget to use the tools that we're using. They don't have a team. I have a team of four people. They don't have that. Um, they're most of the time oh, one person running everything. Um, so they shouldn't get overwhelmed with all of the, the options that are out there, but just start small, start where you are and, and use the tools that you have there available to you. Yeah, for sure. So in, I don't know if, if this if you have a, a case yet, um, but in the community, have you seen any of the, the members have some good growth or explosive growth since you started working with them? Yeah, um, we so our course, you know, like you mentioned, I, we launched it about a year ago. It was about this time last year, um, and it's it's a pretty comprehensive course. Um, it's 15 modules. Each module has a video that's about an hour long, so there's 15 hours right there. Uh, each course or each module has a guide and a worksheet that goes along with it. So there's a lot of material in there. It's We have people who registered for the course um, a year ago who still haven't completed it. And we have people who registered uh, who register and complete it within a week or two. So it's really self-driven and totally depends on you know the person that uh, that's taking it. So of all of those people, we have... Uh, Folks like Octavia, who we've mentioned a couple times, and uh, for anyone watching or listening to this, if you haven't seen the episode with Octavia with uh, Stephen's podcast, it's a great one. Um, but you know, so there's folks like that who have already who are already doing virtual CFO services, who learned a lot from it and are using that to kind of, um, you know catapult themselves even further. Um, and then we have those who are really in that that stage of uh, analysis paralysis, even with just the virtual CFO services. So we have we have kind of all ranges there of people who are taking it and, and what their um, what their, uh, you know, the size and their abilities are right now, and then, you know, what they've learned from it and how they've grown. Um, so I don't have a specific example, Stephen, but um, I will get one for you because I think that would be great to to learn from uh, those who have completed the course and and what they've been able to do with it. Um, actually, and we do have another Octavia was in our podcast also who shared her experiences and also we had um, Jacob Oberlander on our podcast who also shared his experience with the course. I think he's had some really good success, but I I don't have any of those details in front of me to share. Well, yeah. Well, I saw the the video testimonial from Octavia and she was. Uh, talking you guys up quite a bit, so yeah, yeah. Um, so then, so we've talked about the experiences that you've seen with with other CPAs going through your your course and in your community. What do you guys think has been the secret to Summit's success? That's a good. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've like I mentioned, I've been with Summit for three years, but Summit started as a, a traditional accounting firm about twenty ish years ago. Um, and they went from, or we went from, you know, traditional brick and mortar, doing the regular accounting, billing and uh, tax kind of services, uh, or kind of, you know, billing like a traditional accounting firm and doing tax services. Um, I think that one of the biggest keys to success is Jody, our uh, CEO and his, he's our CEO and co-founder. 
uh, he's very much a visionary. So he envisioned a world 20 years ago where accountants didn't have to work, um, you know, I, whatever, 80 to 100 hours a week during tax season and didn't have this really seasonal work, but could work around the year for clients and provide a, a higher level of service for clients. Um, so not just being there when tax time came around, but being there all year round to help clients um, understand their finances and, and know where their company's going and feel uh, secure in, in where they are. Um, so I think that that's a big piece of it is that visionary piece and then being able to tell that, um, to tell that story. So Jody is, is big on uh, marketing. He is a great speaker and teacher, thought leader. And so he's done a lot of educational um, kind of educational endeavors. So he's written a book and he does a lot of speaking engagements um, and all of those things, you know, what he's done is helped companies understand um, how they can, uh, you know, what are the KPI, what are the, what are the metrics that they should be measuring as a company to have a better handle on their finances. And so he was able to really deliver that message well in a way that resonated really well with business owners. Yeah, no, that's cool. And, and then he, I had him on my podcast and I remember one of the things that we were kind of touching on here was that. He started doing the blogging and he didn't have any idea that it would work. And right. he just he just yeah. he just kept at it. And he I I think he told me he did it for like a year or two before it really paid off. And Oh yeah, and I'm remind, sure. And that reminds yeah, me of Octavia. He, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he was doing all of that stuff. I mean it was just it was Jody and Adam were Adam Hale is our COO and co-founder. So it was the two of them to start out. And, you know, he, they were doing everything themselves and, and Jody was doing that blogging. Jody is always very open to new, new, uh, channels, new networks, new ways of promoting the company. So, you know, early on, it was like, we should have a blog, we should be putting out content. Right. And, and he always is, like jumps on things as a marketer. I love it because I'm like, Hey, Jody, there's TikTok. We should be doing that. He's like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's awesome. totally open to any new thing that's out there. And like, how can we, how, you know, how can we reach more people this way? Um, so yeah, he, he did that himself. And I would, I would say over the last three years, and we've seen almost, uh, what is that? 100%. I'm not an accountant. I'm a marketer. 100% growth over the last three years. Um, and I would say a big part of that was just really dialing in our marketing strategy. A lot, a lot of our, um, a lot of our clients come from referrals. So, you know, new clients come from clients that already know us and tell other people about us. But we've also seen a huge increase in our um, just uh, organic traffic and our uh, new clients that are coming just from finding us, finding our website. Uh, so that's through yeah. all the other marketing pieces that we're doing, but we really dialed in on that over the last few years and um, started doing a lot more because we had the the capacity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does kind of take some vision to invest a year or two or whatever that is. Octavia said that she, uh, she invested for six months creating videos before she got a single piece of business from it. And I yeah. just kind of love that. I love that. Which is six months is a long time. If you think about yeah. it, you know, it's like, oh, six months, not that big of a deal. But if you're doing something, I think she was doing, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she was doing two videos a week, um, whatever it is. If you're going to blog, if you're going to do a blog every single day or, every, you know, once a week or whatever timeline you put on it, 
after like three months, you start getting kind of fatigued if you're not seeing any results. You you look back yep. and go, what am I doing? Is anyone yeah. is anyone paying attention to this? But she did say after six months, she did start to see um, some results of that. And now she can tie, I've heard her say, um, I think from every video she does, she gets like one one solid lead, a sales qualified lead that comes in that knows knows her, has seen her stuff, is ready to like talk about, uh, you know, seriously about the services. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it does take an investment of time and a commitment to this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to see what happens. We did yeah. that with video, you, you know, very well, because you were kind of uh, what um, kind of helped me see the value of, of video um, and help me with some of that uh, just kind of implementation. And we saw that on YouTube where, you know, we were putting stuff out there. You don't see much at the time. You don't really notice, but um, I'm big on keeping track of the numbers and looking over time and looking back, especially, you know, over, over key periods of time. So like every year at the end of the year, I like to pull all of our numbers together and look at everything and compare. And last year, um, from the beginning to the end of the year, we saw, I can't even tell you the number. It was some crazy uh, amount of growth on the platform because we started from with like 20 subscribers at the time, you know, <laughs> we started small. But at the end of the year, I could see a significant difference. Um, we started seeing leads come from YouTube. We started seeing um, just, you know, other results, people that were signing up for our community. Um, and, and if if in the moment it seems like, oh, we are only growing by like one per day, one new subscriber per day, or maybe once a week, I might see a new lead that comes in from there. It seems really small, but if you collect that all throughout the year and look at that number, it really uh, is a huge, makes a huge difference over time. Yeah. And then plus it's like, I always like to point out, especially to accountants, because they really focus on ROI is that there's our, there's the, the, the revenue number, which we all want to see, but there's also all the skills that you learn along the way. So I, I'm sure that when you look at, at YouTube now, it's just a different experience. Like you kind of know like the best practices and like, you know, like what moves the needle a bit and you just, you just don't know what those things are until you, you try or get some help from someone to help right. accelerate that knowledge, you know? And I was telling you last week that, uh, you know, when we first started our podcast, we, we knew we wanted our podcast to be video, but when we started whatever platform we were using, we didn't have the capability. It didn't have the capability to do it in video. So we were, they said it was coming next quarter or something. So we started, we started out a certain program and we were like, okay, we can, we can just do a podcast audio for a quarter, you know, a few months and then it'll change. Well, then it turned into like, now it's going to be you know, six months from now. Now it's going to be a year from now. And so I had just started the process of putting our podcasts on YouTube as audio. It's not ideal. You know, people don't want to go to audio and watch a video that's really not a video. Um, but I knew I knew at the time it was eventually going to change. I thought it was going to be sooner than it ended up being. Um, and so we eventually switched over to a different tool for recording our podcasts so that we could put it in video. You know, so then then we were able to change that. And meanwhile, we were getting some people who were learning about us on YouTube. But, we, but for me, it was more of getting the process in place. The whole team was, right. you know, we, we were uploading the videos. We were putting in the description, the content, you know, the the pieces that uh, that were important. We were getting that all in place. And then we eventually switched it to video. 
well, then we weren't doing the thumbnails, which is important on YouTube, but I didn't know that. I hadn't done YouTube before, you know, and so we, we learned from uh, over time just what, how to make it better. Um, and, and we can see the growth is exponent, exponential with those changes that you make. But if we had tried to start out two years ago where we are right now, we would have never started because it would have taken was, us forever to learn those things through yeah observation or you know i don't know how how people think they're going to learn it but i think I, i'm a big believer in just just start doing it <laughs> figure yeah. it out as you go <laughs> yeah me too and, and like sometimes people look at me and they're saying oh wow you're doing a lot of stuff but I, I can show you this big long list of things that just make me like ill to know that i'm not doing them yet right and it's right. like and so i just have to be so patient because it's just the list is, is actually quite long um yeah there's always right. more you can be doing for sure yeah. Well, from the outside, I know, at least from my perspective, I think one of the things that I've always been impressed with, with you guys or, or you specifically is just, you're really open-minded and, and you also just like, you just do things. So there's lots of times <laughs> where I've said, Hey, you should, we should talk about doing this. And then, yeah, th th then I go on to TikTok and you're already there and you've got the video. I'm like, Oh, she already did it. Like, <laughs> and that's the, that's the, how it gets done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So let's let's go into underrated, overrated. I'm going to give you five words. You tell me if it's underrated, overrated, or properly rated. And if you have some additional thoughts on it, then uh, we can... Some of these are going to be easy, but we'll do them anyways. So YouTube. Oh, man, I guess it depends on who you ask, right? I think it's underrated in uh, my world, in the, in the accounting world. Mm. Yeah, specifically because that's why I tell that's why I tell a lot of accountants is like a lot of people are just afraid to be on video, so seize that opportunity, right? Yeah, well, and uh, I don't know how much you want me to side note uh, on this, but you know we've we've seen significant results with YouTube uh, driving traffic to our website. So I wouldn't have known that if we hadn't been doing it. But um, yeah, I mean, if you ask my kids, right? They <laughs> They love, they've always loved YouTube. It's as yeah, adults YouTube. that have to come around to learning these things. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, my family just watches YouTube on the on uh, on the on this the TV now. Right. <laughs> uh, TikTok. Uh, underrated for sure with business. Same same answer. Underrated with people uh, in business and overrated. Not overrated, but kids already get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and what about LinkedIn? Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence about LinkedIn. I, 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 we've seen some significant growth, significant growth on LinkedIn. Also, I think LinkedIn is a great way to reach people, uh, especially, you know, when it comes to professionally. Um, but I, I just, I don't do it as well as you do, Stephen. So I, I think <laughs> LinkedIn is definitely, um, underrated if people aren't doing it the way that you teach to do it, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing too about it is that it can be a little monotonous. Like some of the content on LinkedIn is, is, I don't know. It's like with TikTok and YouTube, you get some really rich content. I think with, uh, with LinkedIn, sometimes you, you get, it's like a little echo chamber where you have really just content creators talking to content creators. It's not as much a situation where people are going like, People go to YouTube and TikTok to be entertained because there's that, that kind of content. Right. I, don't, I don't know too many people that go to LinkedIn to get entertained. 
Right. So the, I think the content can be a little bit more boring and, and therefore it's a little more boring to be there, I guess. Yeah. I will say like in accounting, I mean, I've been sharing some videos, videos that I'm creating for Summit's TikTok account, but I'm sharing those on my personal LinkedIn account and I'm noticing a lot of really good results from those. So I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, the way that you present the content. Um, so it's, I'm not just posting a text a message in text saying, hey, we have this upcoming webinar. I'm creating this video for TikTok, but then when you share that on LinkedIn also, it really does get people's attention because it's different from the other things right, that they're yeah. seeing in the feed and it's it's more entertaining. So, you know, I, I, I think that it, that, I'm seeing good results from that, but also LinkedIn is hard to, to really uh, do well, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's becoming more crowded too. Um, what about what about Instagram? Okay, so I <laughs> I always okay, so I, I'll still say underrated um, because I've always made the joke that uh, when I hired my most recent marketing team member, uh, I wanted her to do some social media, and I you know I I told her I remember telling her in the interview. Like nobody's really looking for their accountant on um, Instagram. Nobody's really looking for their virtual CFO or fi for financial advice on Instagram. But we, but you know, I was hiring somebody to do Instagram, you know, to do all of the things. But Instagram was one of them, and it was important to me. Part of the reason at the time, this was you know a little over a year ago, was that I saw all of our marketing as we were image first. So always create an image on Instagram and then you can, you know, create different sizes, whatever, uh, for other platforms. But at the time I was very image first. So Instagram was important to me. Uh, now I'm very video first. Um, so I've kind of shifted into to video more than just the imagery. But, um, but a year ago when we were first promoting our course, one of the first um, leads for the course that we saw come in was from Instagram. And yeah. that to me was really eye-opening that you, we think that, you know, it, it, Instagram is for pretty pictures and, you know, um, oh, I don't know, uh, just what you think of Instagram, these like perfect, you know, travel pictures and um, products kind right. of pictures. But, um, it's kind of like you were saying, like people are on there to consume content. Um, so you can reach your audience if you're doing it well. Um, we're still learning to do it well on Instagram, but we've, we've seen growth and we've seen, like I said, we've seen uh, leads come in for our course through Instagram, which is, is uh, fun to see. So. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I'll yeah. I, well, I guess in marketing in general, there's a lot of limiting beliefs. We just assume things. Right. And we have no idea like whether our assumptions are correct or not. Like, like, I don't want to get like sidetracked on TikTok, but that's another example where just people think it's right. a certain thing and it's, it's not until you go and look. Yeah. Um, what, what about Clubhouse? I have not explored Clubhouse at all. Yeah, me, me, um, me <laughs> Jody reached out to me when uh, it kind of first was starting to come out uh, and he was like, oh, we should try this, you know, and I, I just haven't um, crossed that bridge because it's very much, to, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the feeling that Clubhouse is very much like a personal brand kind of thing. Like it's not going, it's, it's like one person. It right, would be like yeah. whoever the face of your company or your brand is the person that is doing that. that yeah, like kind I of agreed. And it also them. doesn't, and it doesn't scale. So it's not recorded. 
Like you've got to show up. So yeah. I'm sure if you, ne if you network it just right, I'm sure it works well, but like I just could never, myself, I could never get into it because of, I like to create the content, publish it and know that it's gonna like serve Keep. me me and yeah. anybody that watches it for a long time, so. Yeah, yeah, so I will say overrated for Clubhouse, but I can't really, uh, I'm not a very good judge because I have never actually seen anything in Clubhouse before. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, well, cool, I appreciate you being on. Um, I know you guys have the virtual CFO course. Um, where's the best place that they can go to learn more about that? Yeah, well, um, so since we talked a lot about YouTube and our progress there, I'd love uh, to shout out our YouTube channel, Summit CPA Group. Um, so that is a great place to learn more about us and what we do. Um, and to learn, we have three different podcasts. All of those are on there. Uh, for. Uh, one particularly for business owners, one for accounting firm owners, and then one for our 401k audit side. Um, the course specifically, uh, vcfoplaybook.summitcpa.net. That's a lot cool. to say, but you uh, you will put it in your show notes, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll link to it. So if anybody wants Perfect. to go to those things, I'll, I'll make a nice, easy link to, to access that stuff. Great. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you being on and um, as always, and thank you for the insights and uh, I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Okay. Bye.